Hey, you're listening to the Canadian Agent Missional Podcast, and this is episode 60, and this is our season three season finale, a time for us to reflect on this past year, on the different ways in which God has been working in our lives, and the conversations we've been having on this podcast. Let's do this. Hello, 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 everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining us today, and Merry Christmas to you. By the time this episode drops, we'll have just been about 10 days before Christmas, so Merry Christmas, and we hope that you have a Happy New Year as well. You know, 2020 has been quite the year, so hopefully we have a lot to look forward to in 2021. And this being our third year of doing this podcast, we've been having these conversations for For three years, 60 episodes so far, at least our main episodes, we've had a whole bunch of those side episodes that are offshoots of of conversations we've been having, but it's been a great year. It's been a great year, and we've had a lot of great feedback from you guys as listeners from how you are engaging with this conversation and the ways in which you guys are seeing things, your perspectives on the topic matters we've been talking about. And so, it's yeah, it's been a really great year. And you know, as always, we're going to be doing this all together. So Bernard, Shu, and Xenia are here. How are you guys doing? What up? Yo, yo. Hey. Hello, hello, hello. And this is the second official episode with Xenia as a host, although Xenia has joined us in a lot of our conversations this year. Sometimes she was a guest. Sometimes she was just listening in the back. Uh, sometimes she was just, you know, kind of jumping into the conversation. But it's so awesome to have Xenia come on as an official host. We're looking forward to all the new episodes in the new year and for her to be a part of that. And, you know, in, in that regard, we've got a lot of great feedback. A lot of people have, you know, remarked how happy they are that Xenia is jumping on to become a co-host of this podcast. And I got to say that after the last episode that we aired, you know, for a while, I think it was probably like trending top 10 Professor X hashtag it was something that, you know, people were just latching onto and it's it was great. You know, we were just so happy that, you know, that you know that we could be starting this up together. So we're so happy that, you know, as we're ending off this third year, we have a new host jumping in and we're also looking forward to a lot of the conversations in the new year. And this year year has been a really great year too. You know, we've had opportunities to speak at an AFC leadership training. Recently we also had a chance to be part of a seminary class with our good friend Neri Santos, and it was really great to interact with a number of their students as well. So it's been a really cool year, a lot of great opportunities, a lot of cool interactions with a lot of you guys as listeners. And so we just want to kind of start off our time today on this episode and just be able to share a little bit about our experiences and our reflections on this past year. What were some of the highlights? What were some of the conversations that really stuck? What were some of the you know, the, the episodes that have continually resonated with you and as you continually worked it out in your own context. 
if I were to be honest, I I feel like it was such a blur. Like I look because of the pandemic, because of what went on. I I can't remember like half of the things that we did. And when I look back at the episodes, I'm like, real. Oh yeah, we interviewed that person. Oh yeah, we talked about this. And I'm just trying to you know recall in the back recesses of my mind what we actually talked about because it's just so blurry. It but, blends yeah. all together. Yeah, it's totally one mesh. <laughs> and I think, you know, part of the, the the difficulty of this year is that there's a lack of embodiment, right? Like the physical embodiment, because usually when we record stuff, like we try to be in person, but then we've done everything virtually. So it's kind of like, you know, kind of blends into every other meeting that we do. So this is weird this year. Yeah, nine months, nine months of recording online. It's been kind of an interesting experience to do it that way. I think one of the most interesting like interview and conversation that we had was with Andrew Root, like just really unpacking secularism, looking at his kind of book man cave kind of thing. And just, you know, I think like that was probably one episode that really sparked a lot of my own kind of reflection on trying to contextualize what is secularism in our day and how it actually impacts us and and giving like language to it and helping me understand a little bit more about Charles Taylor. And I think like we we as a group, you know, have the privilege to of reading through his book together. And I think that that also was kind of nice mm. that we didn't just randomly interview this theologian guy, but we actually like actually read his book. For me, um, I don't know, a few things stuck out. And, and I think the general overall theme, actually, I think during this pandemic for myself, upon reflection about even some of the episodes that we did, was just how much there is so much us versus them going on. Like we we talked about, I think one of the episodes was like multiculturalism. We talked about some of the issues in the, I think the, well, Scott Wall's interview, right? The, the like looking into the issues in the Chinese church, the, the divisions and that. Uh, we, we interviewed, John, we went to Austin, Texas and interviewed Austin Fisher. That was that was crazy that we were able to do that. That's the extent of the podcast. <laughs> I can't believe that. But we we went all the way there to interview him, the guy who was picking at the you know the young restless and reformed group, and you know there's divisions between that theologically and just and then you know definitely with with Black Lives Matters with with um, the Church too with with all these kind of issues that that kind of came up. There was just so much um, division. That, that was happening. And I could just see in, in a lot of what we were doing that that's uh, what we were trying to engage. I don't know if we engaged a, as well as we could, but yeah, I'm sure there's more to come in the new year. But I wonder if that's also kind of the undercurrent with it, with all the interviews too, right? Like we may not have been tackling it directly, but just in the conversation, those were realities that were unearthing, especially in the time of the pandemic, like highlighting some of the realities and the values of our Western Christian consciousness and the pandemic itself has kind of unveiled so much of that too. And I think like we can't help, but when you talk to people, this just, this fills out whether intentionally or not, but you know, that is so in your face. <laughs> well, yeah. Like I've just hear some of the news here from actually just some friends, just the divisions of the elections right now. And, and just like, how some people are just like they're trying to deal with even like which news to believe in right now, which one like do more research in in which news because they're like, well, it's it's not just a Trump thing, it's not just a Biden, you know, Biden has his issues, you know, all these things, but but 
you know, it's just there's so much division even within there and that even for Canada, we're impacted by that and the repercussions of all that. So, yeah, going to be coming soon. In a lot of ways, I think the pandemic gave us pause. I don't know about you, but in the beginning of the pandemic, when everything was just kind of going into shutdown mode, there's a lot of new opportunity for us to actually sit back and reflect in ways that I don't think is quite true right now. But I remember thinking to some of the earlier podcasts in the year, and I was thinking, wow, we actually have potential to not just start conversations, but actually carry them through because people are actually sitting down and listening now. They're actually stopping and paying attention. And I think that's really significant. No, I totally agree with that because I feel like it's almost been a bit of God's grace for us to have a moment of pause moments, more moments of reflection. In fact, probably this pandemic, this current rhythm of ways which we live our lives has unearthed and brought a lot of things to the surface. And hopefully we pay attention to that. Hopefully we give our focus to being like, oh, how come we're feeling this way? And how do we address it? And perhaps, you know, even areas like, you know, division or areas that are are more sensitive, you know, if those things are heightened and those things are brought to the surface, then maybe it really is the opportunity for us to really jump into them and to face them and to work through them together. It really is, you know, an opportunity to 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 do that type of reflection. Personally, interviewing Gene Yang was probably pretty cool for me. Pretty cool for I think uh, us who are just like you know comic book nerds and and just to you know hear from an artist who. You know, we, we've read it, you know, whoever has read his work, you know, we've read uh, this material um, and seen just through his eyes and just resonated so much with like, for me, I remember just just reading that, you know, American born Chinese kind of that seeing for the first time. I don't know about, about people who are listening, but when when I saw that one image in his, in this comic where he he looked in the mirror and thought he looked like a white guy i can i can tell you like for me sometimes i felt like that in high school or or elementary school and it was just that moment where i was just like whoa like this he's totally articulating through through this medium uh, of a comic book that this is what i'm feeling too so i just i've always appreciated his work and just to hear from him a little bit of how he engages faith and his approach to work and, and just hearing from an artist and and uh and how they contribute to the you know the this asian north american landscape it's, it was really cool to hear from him now that was a really cool conversation especially you know for our 50th episode being able to Talk with someone who did at least influence some of the conversation that we've been having over the years and to be able to kind of hear from his story, to hear how he continually unpacks and integrates his wrestling process into his work. It was really cool. And I think this year has been a lot of opportunities in which to engage with individuals and for us to, you know, to talk amongst ourselves about a lot of these issues. I think, you know... One of the two-part episodes that got a lot of feedback, at least for me personally, of people coming to to talk to, to me more about it, was about the Next Generation Lead Pastor episodes. And a lot of people resonating with those episodes, the conversation that Ho Ming and George brought, things that they were continuing to try to figure out in their way of approaching a lead pastor position, and feeling that there is that need or that type of tension that they're feeling in their church and not really knowing how to progress forward, but realizing that maybe some of the patterns and some of the the ways in which 
the church has been formed has has led them to consider these conversations even more or consider these issues even more. And that was kind of a really cool thing to hear a lot of people's feedback from in terms of just being like, yes, you know, like we're hearing that and we're not knowing how it's going to look, but we're recognizing that we need to address and face these specific areas in our church so that we can think about like, you know, as we develop and, and grow as a Canadian Asian church and what does that mean and considering the vast perspective and unique context that that is, that, you know, how do we do it in a way that is considerate of, of all peoples that are part of it? And so I think that that was one of the things that really st- stood out for me in this, in this last year was to have that conversation and to even kind of hopefully be, being somewhat futurist kind of approach where it's like, is that going to be the future? Is that going to be something that happens in a Canadian Asian context? And, you know, I'm glad that, you know, this podcast can be part of kind of that type of engagement and that type of conversation. So, yeah, that, that, those two episodes kind of stood out for me uh, as well. I think the Church 2 episodes were something that was really impactful for me as well. You know, Xenia came on as, as a, a guest for that one with Daisy. And that was, you know, that was eye-opening. I think that was something that as, as we heard from Xenia, as we heard from Daisy, and how they nuanced things, how they brought things to light, you know, it was heartbreaking. But at the same time, realizing that we need Christ's redemption in there. We need his power to break those chains. And, and just to be able to listen through and to continue, like that, that's one of the conversations that has stuck with me like throughout the whole year since having that. I think there's there's part of that still considering like what does it really look like to to face it head on and to bring those things to the light and and yeah so you know those two episodes too actually three episodes if you if we consider the the one with Rebecca Tan as well uh, from her own experiences that you know this is something that's happening in our churches in our context and unfortunately our uh, our context sometimes adds extra layers to to making it more difficult to deal with and and so. You know, how do we continue to to really face these things together? I think one of the episodes that I really liked listening to was the one you did with that wall. In part because I'd read his dissertation before listening to the episode, and I felt uncomfortably seen by his dissertation. Because I, I grew up in the context that he was writing about, and I was thinking, oh, I fit in this particular demographic that he's studying. And I just thought, wow, this is this is exactly the kind of study that uh, the Chinese church in Toronto actually needs. I know not everyone will agree with me. In fact, I know a great number of people who will not agree with me, but he really articulated some of the, the zeitgeist, the, the sort of like environments that um, many of us grew up in and really helped sort of put parameters in around what it is that or the waters that we kind of swim in. And for that, I was really appreciative. The other, it's true, the other episode that I really liked being a part of was the Church 2 episode. I remember thinking, when you guys asked me, I said, really, am I the right person for this? But what was interesting was that you had asked me as I was thinking about what it meant to be a woman in ministry. You had asked me as I was hearing these stories of women who had never been given the opportunity or who had seen women in leadership growing up, but then had encountered theology that said, actually, women should not be a ministry. Actually, women's stories aren't important. Actually, and all these things that have been said and lobbed at them. Um, and so it kind of culminated in this 
in this place where I realized that I couldn't skate by anymore as just someone who said, oh, well, you know, this shouldn't be debated anymore. I thought, no, I should to need to figure out where I stand in this and what my stake in the game is. And so I'm really thankful that you've actually invited me to do that because it helped articulate and sharpen some of my own understanding. Maybe also got you onto this podcast too, <laughs> to get more involved. So we're appreciative of, of the reciprocation of that as well. Not to say that we had an agenda. We didn't have an agenda, <laughs> but we were like, we want to engage this topic. We had wanted to engage that topic for so long. And it had been requested also from, you know, some of our listeners. And so, you know, when we thought about like having that conversation and having known you, Xenia, and how thoughtful and insightful you are, we were like, you know what, you really added to, to that process of, of continuing to articulate and continuing to be part of working it out. And so you and Daisy were very much appreciated to be on the podcast as a guest. And now as a host, you're going to continue to push us in that angle because like, I, I want to know, like, I want to listen. I want to like grow in that. And, you know, it's probably the reason why we have so many guests on our podcast, because we recognize our, our need to see things from different perspectives and to, and to be able to be, you know, learning from, from the wisdom and insight of others. Hey, B, how, how was having your mom on an episode? How, how did that feel? It just felt like any other conversation that I would have with her. Really? I mean, <laughs> a lot of like, you know, what she shares about, you know, it's like, it's like our dinner conversations since, you know, we were in seminary together, right? Like, that's just, it, it was fun. And I think it was like, uh, it was nice to get her on. I think it was like a story that uh, steered to my own heart too, because having walked with her through all the many years and here and now she's like a PhD grad and she's publishing a book. So like, to be able to invite her to this conversation. And Shui, when you started off talking about like the us versus them and like the division in the church, like so much of what she writes about is about that. You know, like she is recognizing, you know, the margins within our own narratives and cultures church. And so, yeah, it was, it was nice, but yeah, it, it, it is very much like our common conversations because I serve with my mom at the church too. Right. And so and sometimes you pull up and like, oh, I read this from like Harawas and let's talk about it. Or like, I was talking to John Swinton and let's talk about it. So it's kind of like when she jumps on, it's like, oh, okay. It's like, yeah, I've never had those conversations with my parents, but yeah. And my, and my mom is smarter than me. So like my uncle though, a different, is a different story. We should have your uncle on too. Simon uncle Simon. Pan. Yeah. Simon, if you're listening, come on, let's do this. This is a call out. He's like, I don't got time for listening to this stuff. You know, <laughs> I'll listen to these other, you know, whatever. So looking back at 2020, just want to give a space for us to share some of our experiences and memories, what have been some of the joys, what have been some things that we've celebrated this year. You know, we've already talked about having that opportunity to reflect. And I think that's something for sure to celebrate. But what have also been some of the struggles and challenges as we've navigated through such a very unique year, a year that probably none of us could have predicted and that has really disrupted us or has shaken us up. You know, what were some of the challenges and struggles that we also faced this year? So 2020, what are the struggles and challenges? I don't know, man. This is a huge question to tackle. I feel like 2020 has been such a weird year. Like I still remember when we were in Austin in the beginning of the year was when things began to break down. Because I was even asking like, our team with the Alliance, like, should we still be going down? Like they're beginning to close off flights and stuff. And then when we came back and everything just kind of shut down, 
I don't know. Like, I think 2020, like, the biggest thing in 2020 really is the pandemic. Like, it's really altered everything. And I think, like, if anything, like, looking back, I think the big thing for me this past year has been kind of this idea of lament. What does that mean? And how do we walk through that? It's not even just the grieving part, but it's the honesty and the crying out and the sitting with and the uncomfortability of it all instead of kind of racing to kind of be okay you know like i think a lot of the questions through the pandemic have been like when will we back be back to normal how do we get back there right and how do we take the normal and we virtualize it until we kind of can get back to the physical right is when we think about church but it's like no like what if what if it's not what if that's not it yeah so that's kind of my big reflection of 2020 like i think I spent a year sitting on this word, this very word lament. And I think maybe I'm beginning to be okay to let it go and begin to take on a new word of peace and shalom. But maybe that's one of the our big hurrahs of our church is that this year we're actually going to host a blue Christmas service because we feel like, you know, like it's been something that we've talked a lot about, but like, what does it mean to not just talk about to lament, but actually practice it? and actually nurture an environment and a space for it. Yeah, so that's kind of like my experience of 2020. It's a little bit dark and dreary, but I think many will, will you know, understand. 2020 has been a big year. I think with the pandemic, other things, I graduated from Tyndale. That was interesting. Mm. Um, it, it's actually funny. I just graduated last month. I started my PhD. So personally, it's been really big, but I, I think... With the pandemic, especially, I decided that with a group of friends to church plant. And that wouldn't have happened, I think, without the sort of push the pandemic kind of materialized. I, I remember sitting in March and thinking, I've been sitting on this idea for a year and a half. And I've been waffling on this. And in this moment of clarity, I had a, a really profound moment with God where I realized that I was sitting on it because I was afraid. And when the pandemic hit, I thought, what reason do we have to be afraid? It, all of my fears felt so monumentally insignificant in comparison to what the world was going through. And so I thought, okay, we're going we're gonna to go for this and we're going to try to figure this out. And the pandemic actually, in a lot of ways, gave space for that because, ever, like I said before, all of my friends were pausing and saying, do we actually want to continue to live in this world that we were previously in? Or do we want to help? shape and move towards what God is doing. The other thing that was really interesting, like Bernard, I, the truth is, is that my doctoral work is around lament. And so lament is a pretty natural space for me, I think, in, in that I study it and not in that I always am able to live out of it. And I remember it being profoundly shaped by Jeremiah's confessions when I was writing, when I was first starting to do research. And thinking about what does it look like to be a prophet and seeing the reality of things and being utterly broken by not just what is happening in society, but how the prophetic word is being talked about and being received by the community. And in the midst of, say, Jeremiah 20, in his last confession, there's this really interesting climax where, where he begins to hope again and and because he understands that God is with him. And I've been thinking a lot about that because when we 
think about lament in the church, it's often, you know, we talk about lament as, oh, we're in despair, we're grieving, we're, we're uh, down in the pits. And that's all certainly true. But the climax of lament, especially in Jeremiah 20, is this place where we realize and we make space for the fact that God is with us. And that's where we find our hope. And I, I, I'm really hoping that that's where we find ourselves in the church as we think and wrestle and be in this pandemic time, that we realize that it, as we, as we recenter ourselves, we, you know, church buildings, as we are finding out, are kind of not really significant. We don't really need to be in a church building to meet together, though I think there's still this profound sense of embodiment that the church needs to celebrate the Eucharist together. But on the other hand, church buildings aren't actually as important as we think they are. And so what does it look like as we reshuffle the deck? How do we be with God? How do we be with one another? How do we actually look towards the people who have been left out? What are the ways in which technology has actually opened up space for other people to participate in the life of the community? And so I think when I look at those moments, I think, wow, what amazing time we've had in just being able to say, actually, we care about these things. And I think that's something to celebrate. And when we begin to make space for God and make space for hope, joy emerges out of that because we realize that the joy of the Lord is not contained in our, in our circumstances, that somehow it, it surpasses our, our current experience and where we locate ourselves. On the other hand, I think I've had, I have had some struggles and challenges, right? Like I hit the COVID wall maybe about a month ago. And I was just thinking, wow, this is really awful. And I think some of the reason for hitting it so late was because I was running on a bit of adrenaline and also because I've been relying on old patterns. And it had sustained enough until there was enough change in my life that I realized, oh, actually, this is not okay. And so I think what's been really great about this year is that I've been making space for things to not be okay, because the whole world is not okay, you know? And in realizing that, there's, I've been giving myself a little bit more grace and a little bit more patience to be, okay, well, what does it look like to be profoundly human in this time? What does it look like to be constrained by limits? And to say, well, actually, if these are the limits for this time, then how can I be well? Because that's that's what God desires. God has always set limits on what it means for us to be well, because if we go beyond that, we, we supersede what it means to be human. And so I've been thinking a lot about that and praying through and in the midst of the challenges, I've actually felt quite supported by my community. And in response to that, one of the things that my community has said is, we're going to set up structures. We're going to set up a new rhythm of life, uh, a new rule of life. And so we started praying every evening together and saying, okay, God, we don't know where or what is happening. We don't know where you are sometimes. And we need you. And we also need you for our world. And one of the beautiful things that has emerged out of this challenge and struggle time has been our deliberate orientation to be praying for our world and to be praying for the people around us. I guess I'm actually secretly an optimist. Maybe it's not actually a secret anymore now that I've said it out loud. No, thank you for so much for sharing that. Yes, more optimism. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need more of that, right, in this group? <laughs> I, I echo a lot of what, what Xenia just shared. I think the stuff that I've been learning, and you know, all, all three of you know that I've, I've gone through quite a bit of uh, 
change and a, quite a bit of stretching during this time personally. But uh, actually, just really quick, when I when I hear people go, I you know, I wish you know, wish 2020 was just done and over with, out with 2020. But I'm like, what? Why does a year actually, you know, the the thing about a year is like, oh, now we re- that's really got to go. I'm like, 2021 is still gonna, you know, have its stuff too and still have the effects of of COVID. But what? Okay, that that aside. For me, I think what what I've the lessons that I've learned and some of the experiences that that are happening is yeah, it's been tough. It's been a rough time, but something that God has shown me through all this is that this time was needed for so many of us. I'm not I'm not saying, you know, we should all just be celebrating being, you know, oh, let's just be more about suffering, be more about, you know, frustration, all this kind of stuff, but like a lot of us needed this time and even for for my church community ironically this has been the i think the closest we've ever been it's just the strangest thing that because we're smaller i guess that too but we were the closest that we were ever able to be and that we've our leadership has now deliberately made more efforts to draw closer to create this this community and and to see how we could build each other up and using some online platforms that we never tried before. So I, I was very encouraged by that. But one thing that you know just is always in my mind that I found during this season is every time that I've had an opportunity to just take a walk with someone in a socially distant manner, it's been like just a reminder of that life-giving presence, that kind of, you know, you know, God is there between you and the other person. It's just, you know, that cord of three strands kind of thing. So those are some things that I've cherished during this time to be able to spend some time with with some some friends or or congregation members, just walk with them. And it's just something that I've noticed during the season that we needed to slow this stuff down. And it's kind of like, kind of what Zini was saying a little bit, touching on the technology side, that the internet and 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 different platforms have been great. But then I also think about how messed up being so interconnected has been. <laughs> you know, like how we, you really think about it. That's also why COVID has spread, how interconnected we are, because it's not just into just one local community. So there is that kind of, you know, pro and con to to the things that we have to consider. So it's just, but it's like, on one hand, being too interconnected is really messy. But on the other hand, um, how do we be present to one another? Is something I'm constantly wrestling with. And even you know, and the you know the, the title of this podcast, figuring still out how to still be joining God in what He's doing on mission and, and discerning that I think is still key during this time because I think on one hand we just want to survive. That's just one thing. But on the other hand, I'm always thinking about what does it look like to really thrive during this time and and how is god you know you know going to be bringing us towards that so i'm i'm just i don't know i've been thinking about those things just rumbling through my mind and and in the end i'm just trying to as a family personally not just survive but thrive is <laughs> an incredibly difficult thing so yeah those are just some random thoughts no absolutely for sure <laughs> you know this year has for sure shaken us up in so many different ways I think for myself too, you know, I resonate with what all of you guys are saying and it has been such a big year of lament and grieving. What does that look like in terms of as a church? What does it mean to be the church when so much has been stripped away or so much has been changed? What are things that we do invest more into or or more intentional into and how do we work that out together? And I think 
this year has produced some challenges in the sense of like I think in terms of the pandemic, it's it's led us to be it it's led many of us, and, and I would include myself in this camp, to to realize what our defaults are. Like, you know, okay, when something has shaken us up, you know, what do we normally go to? You know, what does it say about what we how we define the church? How do we discern things together? How do we consider um, you know, what does it mean to enter into points of grieving and into, into lament together? And across the board, you know, on the, in the age, I've, I've just noticed in my context, in a specific type of Canadian Asian context, that, you know, that it, it's been all across the board in terms of the way people respond. And of course, that kind of leads to some tension and that leads to differences. And, you know, when those things come out, how do we then navigate those things together? And it's been challenging. I think it's been definitely challenging. Uh, of course, even just the, the whole idea of sharing in life together and participating in God's mission together has, in a way, redefined. And I think in a way that has been causing us to reconsider and to, to be creative and to be pushing us out of specific comfort zones in order to experience that. And I think in, in, in that there has been a lot of good growth and stretching, although we also recognize, you know, we also recognize our limitations and our deficiencies and the areas in which we're not so healthy in. And I think that's okay too. I think sometimes it's good to have a diagnosis in order to be able to start to think about, oh, how can we then be, you know, a people of God who come together, who seek God out together and to be submissive to, to his work and to one another. And, and this year definitely has been a challenge in regards to that. And so, you know, along those lines and ministry lines, I think there's been a lot to learn, a lot to grow in. I definitely resonate with all of you guys. And then, you know, on the personal side too, just cherishing the time of being at home with my family, but also that being a unique situation of always being at home with the family has been something that, you know, has been something to experience in a new way. And so, you know, I, I love, I love my family so much. Like it's, it's actually made me love them more. But at the same time, I realized that like, man, I have so many limitations in my life. So <laughs> I need to continue to grow, grow in that. And yeah, just to end off our episode, you know, just to quickly talk about like what we're going to be doing in the new year. And it's a, and you know, COVID kind of pushed our plans a little bit back, but we're actually going to be doing that series, which we talked about. Actually, I looked at back at our last year's notes of our season finale. And we talked about doing a nuns and duns series where, you know, those who have no religious affiliation or those who have been done with church. And we're going to be starting off the new year with that series. And it's going to be covering a few of our first number of episodes. And we're excited to kind of jump into that. And it got a little bit delayed because of everything that happened this year. But we're excited that we've already started recording for those episodes and that we can be starting off a new year with really kind of engaging in, in that topic as well. We've talked about secularism. We talked about, like, with Scott Wall's conversation, too. Uh, I think it, it was kind of a year of being primed to start listening to stories of others and to be engaging in some of the things that they bring out. So looking so much forward to that starting up in the new year. And that's going to be happening in, you know, we're December 15th today. And so I guess we're, that's going to be in about 17 days. Anyways, that's going to be it for today's episode. You know, any final words to say as we finish off this year? So I was listening to this interview with John Bon Jovi, who was actually rewrote an album that he was releasing this year because he was talking about thinking like 
rethinking about 2020 and this pandemic. And I think there's so much bad that has happened. But the way that he spun it was that this is also kind of that cultural moment. This is kind of like the one time in our like modern reality that like the world is going to be changed. And I think like there's the other portion of it that we are part of the story. You know, should we you know live to see it in 2021? But I think there's also that. And I think like, you know, as we end off 2020, I think just we also have to remember that like there's something about being here, being present, and being a part of this narrative that's moving forward. That I think like especially knowing the hope in Christ that kind of orients us forward. So, anyways, just a thought uh, as we close. Yes. That felt like a benediction, which is a great way to end off our time together, which is great. And that's it for this year, 2020. What a journey it's been. And thank you guys so much for being on that journey with us, for being part of this conversation, for considering how to be on God's mission in the Canadian Asian context, and for diving into all these topics over this whole year. And so with that being said, if you haven't done so already, please remember to rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. That really helps us get this podcast out there. Remember to share it with your friends. We've had so many cool referrals and been able to connect with so many different people from all over this country. And it's just been so amazing. You can reach us by email, contact.campodcast at gmail.com. That's contact.campodcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach us by Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know how you have continually wrestled with these topics over the course of this year. And perhaps maybe you've had any specific reflections over 2020. It's been quite a year. There's been a lot of lessons for sure. But for us, you know, let's not throw the good out with the bad. In so many ways, we have experienced God in new ways in this. And once again, you've been listening to the Canadian Agent Missional Podcast, and we hope you'll join us on this journey into 2021. On behalf of Shu, Bernard, and Xenia, we wish you a Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next year.